And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of New Earth TV Live, where I will be bringing in Adronos here very shortly, and we'll be talking about the Creator Gods. So it's going to be a very fascinating, very exciting topic of discussion today. And then after the presentation from Adronis, I'll be going on to chat. If you guys do have any questions for myself or for Adronis, you can feel free to put that into the chat. So Q&A will be following right after the presentation. Then we'll be getting right into some distance healing requests. So if you guys do have some distance healing requests for yourself or for anyone else, you can feel free to put that into the chat as well too. And we'll also have a group healing at the end of today's broadcast. But first and foremost, we'll go ahead and we'll start off with some announcements. private sessions are available one-to-one -one private sessions and three question private email sessions these are available I'm actually not doing distance healing quests anymore but if you do require a healing uh, the best thing to do is just go to newerteachings.com go to the contact page and just request the type of healing that you're looking for and then I will get back to you and then uh, of course provide you with a donation link but I'm basically doing it in a little bit of a different way as well too because there's basically some prerequisites that I would just get with clients uh, who do want to get some healing requests uh, brought forward. So again, go to newearthteachings.com and you can use the contact page there to contact me about your request. Otherwise, private sessions and three question email sessions are also available, tarot readings, higher self communication. And of course, through the private one-to-one -one sessions, you can also have a private conversation with Adronis as well too. And everything that is on this YouTube channel is backed up onto Odyssey. So the New Earth Teachings backup channel is odyssey.com slash at New Earth Teachings. You can find the link in the video description and join us there. Okay, so <clears throat> we're going to go ahead and get started with today's broadcast. Again, hello everybody. Welcome. Good to see you all here. I'm looking forward to this discussion today. And uh, again, it'll just take me a moment to bring Adronis through. Uh, it's not really a channeling state anymore. Uh, you know, back in the old days, I would call it a channeling state, but I don't really call it channeling anymore with Adronis. Some people still may mention that with me. Oh, Brad, can you channel Adronis as well? <laughs> I don't really channel anymore. It's basically just a transmission, as I call it, because Adronis and I are on the same platform. It's a blending that's happening. When you're going into a channeling state, basically you as who you are in a personality consciousness goes to the, to the wayside and the primary consciousness that you're connecting with is coming through. But that doesn't work with Adronis and I anymore. We're basically blending together. So I'm still here, he's still here. It's kind of like we're standing on the same platform, right? Just hand in hand and just sharing the information as it comes through this vessel as the conduit. So this is why I basically refer to it as spirit transmission or uh, intercommunication in that way. So I don't use the, I don't use the C word anymore. <laughs> Um, frankly, I'm just not too fond of the C word, really. 
there's just a lot of people that do channel, uh, but unfortunately a lot of them aren't uh, basically going into that particular state where they're basically taking themselves out that they need to. Basically, they're, they're not connecting to the point where it's at the level of the higher self, where it's at the level where just letting much more of the pure higher knowledge coming through, right? And I've just seen it for, geez, I've been doing this for about a decade and a half now. <laughs> There's very few pe uh, people who quote-unquote channel well. And uh, so this is why I don't really use that term anymore. It's basically just higher self-communication, higher communication, transmission in that way. So that's basically where I stand at this. So this is why I call it an Adronis transmission. And so I will go ahead and bring Adronis through have that blending state that comes together and he's going to share a lot of insight pertaining to the creator gods so i'm just going to go ahead and take a moment to bring him through let's make sure everything's good around me here and we will get started here we go <coughs> all right let's begin Terra Soul Star At this time, we bid you greetings and thank you very much for the opportunity of this interaction today. I am Adronis of Sirius, sending love, appreciation, and gratitude to all who are tuning in to this particular broadcast being brought forward through your internet collective consciousness. What we'd like to ask all of you at this time is simply allow yourselves to get relaxed, get comfortable, and tune in to the vibrations of Sirius so that you may synchronize, harmonize, and align to all of the information that we have to share. Also understand that all of the information that we shall provide today is simply that of our perspective, our point of view. For all knowledge, all information, all creation itself resides within your very hearts, beings, and souls. We will elaborate on the idea to what is termed as the Creator Gods. Looking into the entire nature of this universe, there is no doubt whatsoever for one who can see the universe as an observer that everything that represents the universe is by intelligent design. Nothing of this complication, nothing of this sophistication, nothing of the advanced complexity and sheer magnificence of the universe could ever happen by chance. Now, you may have that kind of conversation with commonly your mainstream scientists in that way, thinking that the universe is just one big accident, everything here was just by accident, everything just randomly occurred, everything just randomly took place. Well, that again is just a sign of ignorance. Because they don't know how everything came to be. They don't know how this universe brought itself together. 
They do not know the inner workings of everything that makes the universe what it is. And so they answer with ignorance. Oh, well, it may just all have happened by random coincidence. It was just all randomly put together. And that there really is only one form of life upon this planet, and it's us. And we just basically happened by accident, and then there's nothing else in the universe. And it is no more different than looking at a lot of other creation myths throughout your past in regards to how you think you all came about. That again, you have no power whatsoever, and that you've simply came into these bodies of flesh just by happenstance, just by coincidence. And that's all really that you're meant to discuss and now go on with other materialized aspects of your life and don't ask any more questions about it. Well, today we're going to fill in a lot of the gaps pertaining to these mysteries, as you say, representing the nature of the entire universe. First thing you have to understand pertaining to what is termed as creator gods is that you are them. You are not separate from the idea of creator gods because it all comes back like a link from a chain. All you're really doing is just climbing up that link of the chain to see exactly where the greater links of the chain themselves merge and converge. When you're looking at all life, all life is an engineering process. But what makes life truly dear is spirit. And this is all part of a manifestation to where spirit can live out a dream. It's spirit's dream. It's the dream of spirit. It's the dream of God. And that there are indeed, as you would refer to as unseen or higher forces, that again, as you would say, thrive on a much more higher level of beingness than what is understood here in the material plane. The material plane would simply be the lower links of the chain. But let us take you back. Let us take you into another fold, as it were. Imagine light. Light in its most brilliant, shining capacity. And through this light was divine union. There was no male or female. There was no masculine or feminine. There was nothing pertaining to dimension or space or time or karma or anything of that nature. It is just simply light. Light not as you would understand the light that you see in physical reality. It is a light of infinite intelligence. And it was through this light that the light itself then became two. And then the light itself then became multiples but the original light still remained. Its projection of consciousness, its nature of the infinite, decided through its own will to manifest itself through, as you would say, spirit having its own dream. And throughout this division that took place, this duality that took place, came forth what you would term as creator gods really all just representing the one God. But the creator gods themselves were again a part of this, shall we say, projecting of consciousness. The idea in that sense of the infinite expressing itself through a dreamscape. And the dreamscape 
represents to what you would term as the universe itself. And there was, therefore, the idea of form, and form became so. There was the idea of color, and color became so. There was the idea of vibration, frequency, energy, and those things became so. And it was a cosmic lattice work that was taking place, where the lattice work would begin in the, shall we say, higher echelons pertaining to the higher intelligence of those who were the masters of the dreams. And this lattice work would now start to build itself into appropriate forms of planes, other realms, as it were, that all represent exquisite aspects pertaining to the nature of expression that fall back into the realization of the one. And therefore, we would see the universe coming together, coming together to the point where it was existing still beyond the nature of time. And this was something truly magnificent. And through the magnificence of this universe being built through the cosmic lattice work and coming together in this way, there was the idea of variety. There was the idea of duality. There was the idea of other beingness. Even though it all just comes back to the one. This universe would enable you to play together with variance. It would allow you to play together with the nature of diversity. But the diversity at the time to which we refer to, if we could even term it in the state of time, represented the nature of creator gods. And they all basically expressed themselves together. All different degrees of expressions that would assist in creations of different octaves that represented the cosmic lattice work of the universe itself. And this is what formed different dimensions, different planes, as it were, from what you would know as the planes of the soul, from what you would know as the planes of light, from what you would know as the planes of the causal, from what you would know as the planes of the astral. And that through this cosmic lattice work that was therefore being manifest, that brought everything together in the nature of the universe that was perfect harmony, there were those that existed within this dreamscape who again took on different personality aspects. It was so because the universe holds this level of potentiality to be anything you wish, to explore anything you wish, to be as you wish to be. And so therefore, many of the creator beings had their own particular aspects. Some of them related to the idea of good fortune, love, happiness, joy, excitement, what we could say broadness of intelligence, broadness of wisdom. And then there are those who felt that they were moving much more into the opposite. The idea in that sense of superiority, the idea in that sense of malevolence in many different degrees. Because again, what happened was that the creator gods were basically moving themselves so deeply into the nature of the universal dreamscape that they were forgetting their own capability of what it was to be united back with the one. As they basically decided to cut themselves off from the unification of the one, they therefore developed the nature of polarized consciousness. And through the nature of polarized consciousness, 
Therefore came the idea of greater division. Therefore came the idea of variety. Therefore came the idea of diversity. And the universe as a dreamscape was all about the nature of saying that how can we bring about finite creations? And can these finite creations remember themselves back as the infinite? And that was the plan. It's all part of God dreaming God's dream. That everything that has been manifest through the finite, that everything that is created through the finiteness that represents the playground of the universe, is it possible that there are those that come into this universe and explore everything representing the finite to therefore make themselves back to God? to bring themselves back into the one. Because to bring yourself back into the one does not involve anything pertaining to this universe. This universe is a playground. It's a game. Because that's all it is. And therefore the manifestations of God representing these creator gods are playing this game. But the nature of the one God did not devote anything of itself to the mind. It was all part of the manifestations, of the reflections, of bringing thought outwards, rather than remaining in the harmony of source to where there is an absence of such things. There is a bridge, and it is what represents the nature of God's mind. But God only realizes that which is infinite. And therefore, these, these creator gods represented the nature of attempting to bring the infinite into the finite, something that had never been done. And so creator gods flourished in many different capacities. In fact, in much of your ancient cultures, you would understand the depictions of many different gods. You would look at Greek gods, you would look at Egyptian gods, you would look at Indian gods or Hindu gods. You would see many different representations of a god or gods throughout the milieu pertaining to many different forms of cultures and civilizations throughout the many span of thousands and thousands of years. While represents themselves, as we say in the greatest capacity that we can say, these gods do represent you. You are connected to all of them because there is nothing that you are ever separate from. As we have said that God itself, as the one God, does not know the finite. But it is the creations of God. It is the manifestations of God to which, again, the souls occupy these bodies. And again, these bodies can range into all different forms of planes, dimensions, realms, altogether, where you are revealing much more of your divine self, much more of the true nature of yourself, well, they are the ones that come here, and they are the ones that plan out many of these games. And it all started from a much more higher dimension, but as there was much more of a cutting off, a feeling of separation pertaining to the one, there was greater division. When you are not unified with the one, what comes together as a result is segregation and separation. And so there were creator gods, therefore spanning other creator gods, that therefore developed certain forms of personality intentions. And this is basically what you could refer to as the light and the dark. 
what you could refer to as the good and the evil, what you could refer to as the expansive and the contracting. And there were gods in that sense that separated themselves from greater gods because they felt in that way that they could create even greater than their own creators. They felt that they could create better than the creator itself. And so they ventured off and they worked through the cosmic lattice work and attempting to create many of these particular forms of creations that were being much more in that sense abiding to the will of the, shall we say, misguided gods themselves. And this was seen as taboo from the greater gods. And through the actions pertaining to what these lesser gods who believe themselves to be greater did, there was a greater dissension in the cosmic latticework that represented the nature of the pyramid here that would therefore invert the pyramid from below. Therefore, you're looking at a ladder that is manifest, that holds many different rungs to it. And there was a dissension into these particular forms of lesser gods who believe themselves to be greater, that they would therefore occupy these lower densities because their vibrations in that sense were not in the alignment in regards to the greater gods. And for them to even function properly, they would require, again, the dissension of the cosmos lattice, cosmic latticework to move into the lower dimensions of being, what you would know quite commonly as the lower astral planes. Because many of them were much more fascinated with death. Many of them were much more fascinated with agony and suffering because they wanted to rule greater than their own, shall we say, greater God progeny. But again, because they were very much misguided, they would not be able to come into the level of the greater gods. And so they were cast into these lower dimensions where they would be able to thrive in regards to the nature of their own separate self-creations. And this is what led to, again, many of these particular beings that you would often refer to as demonics or archons or other particular forms of terms. And through them, in that sense, they always felt that through their own arrogance, that through their own egotism, that they would be able to create far greater than the original creator gods. But the original creator gods had greater plans. The nature of their light was looking to descend itself into these lower planes, because it's like looking at your children. Your children that have descended into these deeper states of darkness what do you really wish to do? Well, you want to bring the light to them. And that is very much what was happening, is that the entire plan is to bring the light of divine intelligence through the entire cosmic lattice work that would move from the highest dimensions to the lowest dimensions, the highest planes to the lowest planes, the highest realms to the lowest realms. Therefore, that has been the intention. But it is truly a divine aspect representing the lower planes as well. Because through the lower planes, you are able to see much more of a solid nature of yourself. You are able to depict yourself to much more of a vivid and lucid experience to helping yourself surge yourself back up into the light. And this was the idea of the plan, is that great beings from the highest planes would descend down into the lowest planes create a harvest, and bring that harvest back up with them. And then again, going back down again, collecting a harvest, and bringing it back up once again. 
And this has been the repeated cycle, eon after eon, cycle after cycle. It has always repeated. Since the nature of the cosmic latticework construction of this entire universe, that has been the flow. That you have the great masters, the great avatars, the great beings from the higher planes, descending themselves down, assisting and aiding in the illumination of the lower realms, gathering the harvest, the fruits of their work, and bringing themselves back up with it. No more different than a type of fishing, really. That you're casting your line into the ocean, and that you're going deeper and you have this really magnificent bait, and even those who have been in the darkness for so long are able to consume this bait. And as they're being pulled up, they're being pulled up into the light. So it is, in that sense, a type of fishing that's taking place. Some may also relate it to the nature of harvesting, that farmers are going deeply into the fields, digging very deep, planting the deepest seeds, covering them with the soil, and nurturing and taking care of those seeds so that they could spawn into something truly beautiful. They could cultivate into something truly magnificent. And when the time of the harvest came, they had crop to harvest. So whether you see it as fishing or whether you see it as farming or whether you see it as gardening, it's all really the same. That's really what you're here to do. You're helping the harvest along. You are the workers of the harvest. You're fishermen, fisherwomen. You're going in and you're collecting your catch. You're collecting your crops. You're collecting your harvest. Also, those particular beings who have felt that they have been left behind in the darkness are receiving all the necessary forms of assistance that they can with the light attempting to reach them. However, with many of these beings that have been caught up in the webs of darkness for so long, they have forgotten what the light feels like. And this is why many of you have come back to Earth to shine that particular light. Because as we stated, many of you, all of you really, are these creator gods that we speak of. There is no separation between you, who you are, who you feel you are, as a personality ego, representing this human body and to the highest planes that you can fathom and cannot even fathom, representing these pure creator gods. Because it is these creator gods that are the administrators. They are the orchestrators pertaining to the nature of everything that represents life throughout this universe. They oversee it. And in order for them to oversee it requires, again, their deeper connection to the source working their way back into the union with God. But they stay in the in-between because they have chosen to move themselves into the orchestrators, the administrators, the head facilitators of this game that you call the universe. And that life itself is all part of an expression. It's no more different than looking at beautiful art. That's really what it is. Life itself is art. The universe itself is the canvas, and the creators are taking their paint and making something beautiful upon this canvas. Each and every single one of you are those unique painters because you are contributing to the cycle of life. You are contributing to the life-living existence of yourselves. You are playing with the finite 
and you are bringing the infinite into it. Because you all are infinite. You can never not be infinite. The only thing that's finite is a creation. The creator, the creative, can never be finite. They are infinite. You are all infinite. Because you are the creative forces. You are the creator gods. That's the nature of yourselves. But when you descend yourself into this way, where you become susceptible to such the dense nature that represents this lower plane, you are basically condensing yourself and you are placing yourself into this particular type of life experience upon the earth that there's no room for remembering the nature of the infinite within yourself because you have forgot yourself through the condensation effect, through the condensing of yourself. It's like taking a ball of clay and hardening it, hardening it until it becomes as solid as a rock. Well, that's what's happened with you. You've taken this stringy, light, malleable clay and you have hardened it. And you have made it into something that as stiff as a boulder, that is as hard as a rock. And you identify yourself as this rock. You harden yourself with the material plane. But you forget yourself as a living God. You forget yourself as a creator God. Because as we said, all of you are that. That's your nature. You're part of this entire game. You're part of this universal dreamscape that is the dream of God. All of you are part of it. All of you are, again, administrators to it. And you are even beyond all of that which represents the mind because the mind is not even close to being who you are. Who you are is divine, infinite intelligence. Who and what you are is God. Who and what you are is the self with a capital S. That's your nature. But you have fallen asleep. You have come into this dream and you have convinced yourself that everything you see, smell, taste, touch, and hear, everything you experience to the physical senses represents yourself. And that's the hardening we talk about. And the more that you harden yourself, the more that you forget everything pertaining to your divine infinite nature. You've hardened yourself. You've hardened the mind. You've hardened the body. You've hardened concepts. You've hardened yourself to where you actually believe that all you are truly is just a human body, a human being. But it is the idea of God to know themselves through the physical. For God to remember the infinite nature despite that they are contained in a solid body and in a solid life, in a solid dimension, a solid plane. So as we said, the light always comes. It will descend, it will harvest, and it will make its way back up once again. That has always been its cycle. Every planet has a different cycle because the creator gods are primarily responsible for the manifestation of every living world that represents this form of intelligence. Again, it's all part of farming. It's all part of fishing. It's all part of gardening, however you want to put it. It's all about the idea that you're casting your lines. It's all about the idea that you're digging the holes so that you can plant the seeds deeply, cover them in soil, nurture them well, 
so that you therefore create something bountiful. So that everyone who has decided to come into these lower dimensions and get stuck will always have their family coming back in, swooping them back up and helping them to move back into the light. And that may not happen in the idea of an incarnational lifetime. It may be a multitude of different incarnations where the waves start to get much bigger and you start to remember a lot more of yourself as you soften the clay and it becomes so incredibly malleable that the clay itself actually turns into vapor. And when you turn back into that nature of vapor, you are going back completely into non-physicality. You're returning back into the higher echelons of being. You're returning back into the nature of the one, the nature of the soul, the nature of spirit, the nature of God, the nature of the one self. And so it is truly the creator gods in all the facets they represent that are responsible for every single world that has been manifest. It is through the nature of the creator gods that every particular game representing incarnation that all has different levels, different aspects pertaining to its level of transition is brought forward. It's the creator gods that have made all that happen. It's the creator gods that has made the earth what, her, what she is, her body. It's the creator gods that are responsible for assisting in the development of the human design so that it can function in this realm just in the way it needs to. Because it could not function any way, any other way. It could not function in any other way on any other world. It functions uniquely on this world because everything that represents the essentials to making this body what it is to serve you for the experiences that you wish to have, it is again the perfect design for that. It's why you're all here. You may ask the question, oh, why didn't I come here as an animal? Why didn't I come here as an insect? Why didn't I come here as a part of nature? You decided to be here in the human form because it represented all of the essentialities necessary for you to achieve what you wish to achieve. Therefore, its configuration was harmonious and flawless into the nature of what you needed to experience. It's through the nature of your familiarity that you are in the body that you are in. It's all part of the practice. It's all part of the experience. It's all part of the life journey for yourself. Not to simply realize that you are in this body, but to help you realize that you are indeed the infinite. But in order for you to understand the nature of the infinite, you need to soften yourself up. You need to stop taking yourself so seriously. You need to let go of all of these particular tendencies that harden you. Because again, the gods are watching you. And they're saying, is he or she going to be able to realize what they are this time around? Are they now going to remember? Are they now going to recognize themselves as infinite cosmic beings that can now return to the higher plateau of the cosmic lattice work so that they realize the nature of who they are? I suppose we'll just have to watch and see, says the creator gods, says you. That's why you're all here. You're all making this descent. You're all moving towards harvest 
to gather your accumulations of what you have obtained, of what you have learned, of what you have experienced. And will it lighten you up? That's up to you. Because you'll keep coming back again and again and again because it will be your own will to do so until you can make the climb upwards. Because once you come back down, then there's that gravity well right here. And if you are able to surpass that gravity well with all this hardened knowledge, with all this aspect of hardened understandings, and you jettison yourself up, the shooting back up to the light will be monumental and it'll be very, very quick as well. It's a catapult. It's not something where you're just barely starting to climb up a mountain. No. When you therefore realize your true softened nature as you are, the illuminated nature of yourself, you will catapult yourself into the light. This is why the depths of incarnation is so valuable. Because once you realize that you're an infinite being, get ready for a catapult ride. Because it's going to shoot you all the way up. You will go right back up to the top of the cosmic lattice work once again. Bringing yourself to that closeness to God, where you once were, where you are right now. But it's this veil, it's this hardening, it's this boulder effect that's preventing you from knowing that you are indeed a creator God. That you are living God. And this is what you yourselves are trying to tell you yourselves. The higher to marry the lower. The lower to marry the higher. To come in marriage. To come in divine union because that's really what divine union is. It's not about having physical marriage on your planet and thinking that's the way it is. It's the idea that when two come together, it is the soul union. It is the remembrance of who you are and you're working with each other to remember that. And the divine union is bringing you up into the thresholds of the higher. The higher and the lower married in union. And we know that many of you have forgotten this throughout the many centuries that you have been here. This is why the ancient civilizations were told to leave clues behind for the generations to come. That's why you've had the ancient teachers sharing what they've needed to share so that their words would be able to last through the course of time. That is why ancient civilizations have been able to develop the stories that were necessary to tell all of you to reflect back upon it. And there will be a time where many of you will simply remember a lot of what has been left behind by your ancestors so that this also assists you with the catapult ride back up to the top again to the cosmic lattice work at its threshold where you return back into the union with God, with the self. That's the entire nature of the mind. Ones who have strayed, ones who have polarized themselves, ones who have completely divided themselves and gone into the lower thresholds of the denseness pertaining to this universe that represents these lower planes just so that they felt they could create better than the higher. And were mistaken. Their own arrogance and ignorance is what drove them into the lower facets here. 
but in that way, in a blessing in disguise, it's the greatest way for one to truly know themselves. In fact, you will know yourself a great deal further by going into the lower so that you can progress into the higher. That's the nature of all this. So yes, it was indeed the Creator God's responsible for the earth and her creation. It is the Creator God's responsible for the human design and its creation. Though humans exist in all dimensions, humans exist in all planes because of your universal body type. But you have a unique universal body type essentially created for this reason here on the earth so that you could fulfill what you need to fulfill. The idea of the human has always been. The idea of the earth has always been. The idea of every world that supports this game has always been. Not through the nature of the material form, but through the nature of the logos that represents yourself. The intelligence that you are has always been. The blueprint of life has always been. And it is those higher creator gods that have the blueprints, that were spinning those blueprints together through the power of the one infinite source, the one infinite God, because that is, again, everything that makes life what it is, is through the one God. Cannot come through anything else, because there is nothing else. There is only one infinite living being. And through the mind here, it gives the impression that there are many, but there isn't. It's all the dream of God returning back into the heart of God. We thank you very much for allowing us to share this topic of discussion with all of you. I am Adronis of Sirius, and we will now take a moment to begin a question and answer period with all of you this day of your time. We will now return to the conduit one moment. Okay, very good. So, <laughs> that was quite a discussion, so... Let's go ahead and take some questions now. So I'm just gonna go up to the top of the chat. If you guys do have questions that you want to make priority, you can feel free to leave a donation. So a donation-based question will get uh, priority in line if I'm able to see them. Hopefully I will. Anyways, um, so here's a question here from Catherine. Catherine says, greetings Brad from New Mexico. Please ask Adronis about why I walk in figure eight patterns. What does that mean? Okay, I could basically tell you what that means, but if you want Adronis to bring it, through and ask you and uh, tell you about that, we can certainly do that. So one moment. <clears throat> we thank you very much, Catherine, for your question. As it relates to the question that you have representing that of why do I walk in figure eight patterns? Well, what we want you to do right now, all of you, is to simply do this, is to create the figure eight is to create what you commonly refer to as the infinity sign. And we ask you just to do it in the form of your fingers moving together in this state of motion. Do you know what is happening to your body? Do you know what is happening to your energy? Do you know what is happening to your connections when you do this? The same would go as if you were to do it vertically. The same would happen as if you were to do it on a small level or on a larger level. 
The same would happen as if you were to walk in that space or to run in that formation. What is it doing? Well, look at the nature of the figure eight. What is it showing you? What is it telling you? What happens when you draw this pattern? Well, it's a cross connection of hemispheres. It is a cross connection that is a representation of your own Taurus field. You are reconnecting and unifying everything that has been segregated back together. Everything that has been clumped, everything that has been detrimented to the degree of decay, of atrophy, of segregation, it's being reconnected. Because you're basically drawing an aggregate representing that of the toroidal field. It's a torus in a way that you are creating. And the torus is the natural harmonic of your own pattern. It's your own energetic, magnetic form. And that's what you're doing. You're bringing yourself back into the harmony of the toroidal field. For in the center of the figure eight is the hyperboloid. And through these great, beautiful, looped circles that you are drawing is the rough formation representing the nature of the torus, the inversion of the hyperboloid. So what you're doing is you're bringing everything back in harmony together with yourself. The energy remembers this. It is its natural formation. And so as you start drawing figure eights upon yourself, as you start drawing them in the air, as you start walking the pattern of the figure eight, as you start running the pattern of the figure eight, however it is that you want to express yourself to do it, you are bringing yourself back into the harmonic of the cross connection that is bringing the toroidal field back in harmony together with yourself. You're connecting everything that represents the loose ends back together. You are bringing harmonious balance back into the hemispheres of your being. That's what the figure eight is doing. So therefore, based on what we have shared, you now know exactly why you walk in figure eight patterns. Remember what the figure eight is. It is the torus. It is the toroidal field. It is the natural geometry of your entire being. And you are simply rekindling that connection to you so that everything connects back together. Everything pertaining to the, shall we say, hemispheres of yourself is being brought back into balance. All right, we thank you for your question. Okay. Thank you, Catherine, for your question. Uh, Ian here, I got a donation from. Thank you, Ian, but I didn't see your question, so hopefully it's down here if you did bring one. Uh, okay, let's go down the list here a bit more. GC says, hi, Brad, please ask Adronis if we are facing a difficult period on the planet before the new Earth manifests. Okay, so this is from GC. I'm facing a difficult period on the planet. All right, one moment. We thank you very much, GC, for your question. Are you facing a difficult period on the planet? Well, we would say that you are facing a transformational time on the planet. Whether you decide it to be difficult is entirely up to the eye of the beholder. The eye of the beholder decides what is difficult and what is simple. It's not the idea of a collective event and says, oh, well, this is going to be very hard for you. No, 
An event is simply an event. However you decide to interpret it is up to you. But what is happening collectively upon the planet is the idea that the planet is going through a metamorphosis. It is going through a significant change so that everything that was once represented as common living on the planet with human beings is now going through immense change. You are watching the complete and total downfall of everything that represented how you used to live. And it's being substituted with new things. Now, how each of you decide to live with that particular form of substitution, that transitional, transformational effect that's taking place right now is up to you. Some of you may feel this is all about how it needs to be. And I'm simply going to be in peace and let the flow of what needs to come to come. All right. Oh, this is horrible. I'm used to all these old things and now these old things are falling apart. I don't know how much more of this I can take. Well, then, all right. You see, again, it's all based upon your perspective. The outside does not define things for you. You are simply looking at a movie screen. How do you see everything? How do you feel it comes together? Well, that is based upon your premise. That's based upon your interpretation. That's based on your reactions. So there is no difficult or easy period. It's simply a transitional time. It's the time where everything that represented once what once was because it was not working for the earth to fall. And that we're seeing new transformations taking place on your world as it needs to happen so that humans can migrate into something that brings about the next phase of your own evolutionary progress together individually and collectively as a society. How you go about it is up to each and every single one of you. Through the billions of humans that are here, you have decisions to make. You can either wallow and live in the past and suffer. Or you can realize that everything is changing and I'm going to change along with it. Because through everything that's happening in life, you are the only one who can change yourself. You cannot change others. You cannot change the external. You only change yourself based upon how you perceive what's taking place. Because the earth is going to shift whether you like it or not. The earth is going to transform herself whether you like it or not. The earth is going to move herself into another octave of a higher frequency, moving into a grander experience for humankind, whether you like it or not. She doesn't need your permission. The collective events upon this planet don't require your permission to happen. So therefore, you can either align with what is taking place because it is the natural cycle that needs to take place for Earth to move herself upwards further. Or you stay behind and you feel you get lost. You feel like the grasping of the hand is now disjoined with you. And you're feeling left behind because you're leaving yourself behind. You're too busy living in the past. And you're too attached to the past. And you have not lived 
presently. You're not here. You're not now. You're still living back all these years ago about how everything was like this and how everything was like that. And I got hurt and I got burned and I got scorched and I got abused, etc., etc. And you live as that fractal of yourself. And you notice how lonely you become, how victimized you become, how hurt you become. Because you choose to live there rather than here. And when you live here, it's because you've softened yourself up. Do you remember what we talked about of how you've hardened yourself? It's time to soften yourselves. It's time to lighten yourselves up. It's time to be here. It's time to be now. It's time to be present. It's time to surrender and to forgive everything that you have gone through representing your past instances of memories that are keeping you solidified like a boulder so that you can soften yourself, lighten yourself, and return back into the higher plateau of the cosmic latticework where you return yourself back into being a living God. At any moment you can do this. And many of you choose not to. Because you still see yourself as this body. You still feel that you are a victim of circumstance. You do not know the divinity that you are. And so what the earth is doing very slowly and very patiently is showing you how these things are crumbling and showing you what you're still attached to. And when you learn to let go of those attachments and you learn to surrender, you're going to move higher and higher up. As we said, it's a catapult. It's like a giant slingshot that's shooting you off into the light. But in order for you to be there, you have to learn to let go of everything that you think you are. You need to move into softness, into compassion, into love, into peace, into bliss, into happiness, because that's your natural state. Please look at what we share with you with very great attention so that you know. And those who are present will never suffer. Those who are living in the past will always suffer. Those who are so worried about the future will always suffer, but not those in the present. That's your way of returning back into the lightness of your very being. All right? We thank you. Okay. Let's go ahead and move on. Thank you, GC, for your question. Okay. So we're not getting to healing just yet, guys. We're going to be getting to healing here in just a few minutes. We're just going to take a couple more questions before we go into the healing process. So uh, healing segment, I should say. So again, if you do have questions for healing, just hold it for now until we get into that. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm just going to look at somebody who hasn't asked a question yet. Uh, Alina says, Brad, I would like to ask Adronas if when people transcend the physical body, if one version of itself, all the parallel versions do that as well too. It's a good question. All right. So let's take a look at that. Let's look into the multiplicity of yourself, the multidimensionalness of yourself. So Adronas can talk about that. All right, one moment. We thank you, Alina, for your question. 
Is it true fundamentally that when you start to move your physical self up into the higher degrees of your own being, where you're moving much more closer to the union of the higher and the lower, that everything that represents your multidimensional facets do so as well? Yes, it's like an accordion. Because you have to understand that you're not just living this life singularly. You have to understand that everything that represents the facets of yourself are all happening together. It's an interlocking. As we stated, you need to get out of this mainframe mind-based idea of thinking that there's just this life and that's it. And that there's only just this individualized self. There isn't. There are many facets of yourself and there are those here on this planet who have done all the work to realize that they're actually living in a multitude of bodies at the same time. That they're looking into many different facets of themselves all at once. Many of you have already experienced that through your own dream planes. You're looking at different facets of yourself through different experiences, through different bodies, through different mindsets, through different personalities. Well, again, all of these exist. They do not exist in your concurrent physical reality, but they do exist. That's an example. When you are bringing yourself into the higher uplifting of your own being, everything that gravitates together that represents the facets of yourself is moving up together. It's again like a geometry that you have all of these harmonious geometrical lines that form together that make the geometry what it is and it's creating a fold and that fold is through the multi-dimensional aspects of yourself. It is you as a whole being moving yourself up. That's why it has such a beautiful feeling of grandeur to it. Because of the feeling that you're moving yourself upwards. It's that catapult, you see. So again, it's a great gravitational force that represents the multifacetedness of yourself that is pushing yourself up to fold the geometry so that you're moving yourself back up into the higher upper cosmic lattice work of yourself, representing yourself to know to be the living creator God that you are. And then therefore moving past the idea of a creator God and simply being in union with the one. Being in union with the source. That's your nature. That's who you are. So therefore, yes, everything that represents yourself in the multifaceted approach of yourself is what represents the idea of you moving together into that, shall we say, superfluous nature of yourself. That true divine nature of yourself is all part of the multifaceted catapult effect, folding the geometry upwards, bringing yourself together in the oneness. You do not realize that as you start to lift yourself up, you are lifting up all the facets together that go along with you. You think that this body is just the extension of yourself? No, you are looking at the extension of yourself on a much grander level that is shifting together all at the same time, harmoniously, beautifully, and synchronistically. It is all a massive orchestrated movement to bring you further upwards. All right, we thank you for your question. Okay, very good. Thank you very much, uh, Elena. Let's go down to another question here. 
Helen asked, does Adrona see importance of numerology? Repeating numbers, example I see for years, for years, three, 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 four, 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 one, 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 daily. Okay, one, one. We thank you very much, Helen, for your question. As it relates to numerology, well, you have to understand that numbers and geometry basically correlate together. That when you're looking at three, three, threes, four, four, fours, you may also have other forms of significators that represent appropriate numbers. They can be your address. They can be your phone number. They can be your birth date in that way. These all represent geometric harmonic codes. They are bringing, shall we say, a resolution to the gaps that once therefore caused everything to go awry back together. So basically what you would know as the chasms and the gaps representing your own field are now being reunified often through these numerological patterns. So when you're seeing a 111 or a 222 or 333 or 444 or an 1111, etc., these all represent appropriate significators representing again a truncation and therefore a filling of the chasm of the gap pertaining to yourself. One gate is closing, another gate is opening. You're noticing again that these are indeed mathematical, numerological effects essential for your own upliftment in greater expansive ways. When you're looking at a 111, you're representing the nature of union through the nature of a trinity factor, the idea of threefold nature, great expansion, great transformation, great union together with the divine taking place, a 222, representing divine partnership, representing a, ton, a coming together, which also represents trinity aspects through the thrice connection combination together through the 222, the 333. Some of you will see an 11, some of you will see a 22, some of you will simply see a 1, or a 2, or a 3, or a 4. Those two have significators. Some of you can see them in multiples of 5, or 6, or 7, or 8. These again all represent appropriate significators. So when you're looking at the sequence, let's say for example it's a 1111, an 1111, and that you see the number 1 four times. Look at the 4 as the base to the meaning of what represents the numerological significator. So the 1111, representing the nature of a gateway opening, balance, everything's coming together. It's like a portal. It's shifting you through a gateway to the idea that balance has been established and that the 1111 is bringing you through the source transmission towards that gateway. So there are two things to look at when you have numerological significance that tie in together of the identical number based on the number of patterns it shows. Whether it's 11, 111, 1111, 11111, and so forth. Look into the significators of what the 1, the 2, the 3, the 4, the 5, the 6, the 7, the 8, and the 9 commonly represent. Because that again represents a significator of again representing the balance point to which these repeating numbers signify. So you're looking at two patterns here. The idea of what the 1 means, or the 1111 means, or the 222 means. Yes, you want to look at the 222, but you want to be aware of how many times it shows up. And that is therefore giving you the idea of a significator. A 222 
representing it, coming together three times, there's the aspect of a trinity. There's the idea of creativity, a spark, a union happening. Two, 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 closeness coming together, partnership coming together, phasing out of the duality of something. So that is the nature of the significator. They hold two components. The numbers that are being displayed and the amount of those numbers being displayed. If you're looking at identical significators pertaining to the numerical patterns itself, because as we stated, the nature of numerology and the nature of geometry are one and the same. These are all harmonics and they're all bridging a gap and they're helping you to come together into, shall we say, a higher alignment. You are reaping yourself. You are harvesting yourself to which when you see these numbers, they are the appropriate significators of that instance taking place. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. So let's go down. I think we'll probably take one or two more questions. We're going to go into healing. Okay. So I'm just scrolling down here a bit more. Okay. So it's almost kind of a combination of two people asking almost the same question here, right? So David of Shields says, you just said this universe is a game. What kind of game is this universe, Adronis? Is it an evil game of pain and suffering? And Liliana also asks, hi, Brian Adronis. Who is the god of the underworld, a real god? Okay, well, it depends on what you mean by real, okay? So Adronis can t take a look at kind of the combination of both of these questions because they do kind of somewhat tie into each other, okay? Looking at a game of this universe, is it an evil game of pain and suffering? And is there a god of the underworld? Is it a real god? Okay, so let's take a look at these two questions together as one. We thank you very much for your question. When you are looking at the nature of the game of the universe that we have stated that this is indeed a game of incarnation, it's the idea of the marriage that's essential for you to move into the lower to come together into the higher. That's the nature of the game. For you to go into worlds that, yes, can be suffering, but again, it's all part of that if I'm constantly in a state of suffering, it's because I've always gone against the flow of what is natural and what is harmonious. Do you know what is natural and harmonious? It's to be present. Do you know what is natural and harmonious? It is to be loving. Do you know what is natural and is harmonious? It is to be compassionate. Do you know what is loving, harmonious, grandeur in that way? It is to be bliss. It is to be at your center. Because that's what these games are telling you. You come from, shall we say, realms of consciousness that are purely divine. And that there will come a point to where that being who holds this divine nature will make the decision to go down. Can I hold on to that divinity no matter how low I go because it's true when you go into these lower realms what is commonly spawned are natures of conflict it's a separate self-experience that's what it is if we were to hand you a video game case and put it right in front of yourself 
and say, here we go, the separate self-experience. And that's going into the lower realms. Absolutely. Will you let it touch you? That's up to you. Because everything that represents the lower realms is to give the impression, the illusion, the maya, to you feeling that you are separate from everybody else. Because here I am in a separate body. I don't feel interconnected to everyone. I feel like this life is just everything that represents segregation and suffering. Yes. Do you let it touch you? Yes. There you go. You've let it touch you. You've let it bond with you. You've let it come together with yourself. You've let it. Are you saying, Adronis, that I don't need to let it? It's exactly what we're saying. Because at any particular point, you do not have to let it touch you. Because you've made peace with it. You understand the nature of what this realm represents. It is physical. It is solid. It is dense. It is mortal. It is changeable. And that can bring about separate self-experience. But as long as you let it touch you, you suffer. You've let it touch you. And that's why you suffer. Now, are you able to completely transcend it completely? Yes, because we've already told you how. Because you feel that you're trying to change it so that other people won't suffer. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Don't try to change the outside world to think that you're going to prevent anybody else to suffer. You're wasting your time. And that's what many of you do. You think you go out into the outside world and you think you're going to make all these changes and you're going to take out this marker and you're going to start moving all these things around. And it's a waste of time. It's a waste of your efforts. It's not going to get you anywhere. What have we said that you represent? You are the only changeable being in all of creation. Just you. Therefore, when you come into the harmony of yourself, your light shines. As it shines, everything that represents yourself returns back into its natural order. Not because you're trying to change something from the outside, but because you have shifted and changed yourself enough from the inside that the light radiates outwards. And there may be those who see your light, but it doesn't matter if they see it or not. You have done this because you are the only changeable one. And you spend so much time thinking that in the outside world, I'm going to change this person. I'm going to change this event. I'm going to change this thing. And you waste yourselves. Because you're stuck into the barrel of the illusion itself. You stay there. Because you think everything's interchangeable outside. I can change this outside so nobody on this planet ever has to suffer again. Not your job. Not your responsibility. Because you can't 
do it. You're trying to change the world when it cannot be changed by you. And that's why many of you are exhausted. You keep looking outside, trying to change everything, trying to control everything, trying to manipulate people to see everything your way. And this is nothing but ignorance and arrogance. The only way to move yourself beyond the physical plane is to make peace with it here and now. That's why this game exists. It's a training ground. That's why we call it a game. Because it's teaching you how to be humble. It's teaching you how to return back into the infinite nature that who you are right here, right now, is your true nature. But you keep fumbling over your own feet. You keep getting back into the illusion of the trans-hypnotic program, thinking I need to change everything out here so that nobody else has to suffer. It's not your job. The nature of the lower realm is to bring about the nature of separate self consciousness that's the name of the game because that is what purifies your connection when you make your way back up again which means when you come up and when you come down and when you go back up again you're higher up than you were before if you started here and you descended and you come back up look where the hands are you have become even more illumined you have become even more deeper in the nature of enlightenment because you've learned to surrender. Because you went into the bowels of the separate self-realities and you've shifted yourself back up. And you're higher than you were last time. And then you decide to go back down again. And you're higher than you were last time. And it continues to go like that, cycle after cycle after cycle after cycle after cycle. And it's not repetitive. It is a different experience every time. And that, dearest humans, is the game of incarnation. It illumines you once you are able to remember your infinite self. And you come down. And you catapult yourself back up. And you decide that was fun, I'm gonna do it again. And you come back down. And you shoot yourself back up even further. Every time. Every time. It's never less and less and less. It's more and more and more and more and more. Every time. It's like the waves on the ocean. Starting off in small increments and then building themselves up into enormous tidal waves. That's what you're doing. That's the nature of yourself as an infinite being. But you are too enamored with this. You are too enamored with this. And that is why you let it touch you. And as long as you let it touch you, you will suffer. As long as you let it touch you, you will agonize. As long as you let it touch you, you will be hurt. You will be wounded. You will be injured. 
You let it touch you. And you're worried about the past, and you're worried about the future, and you're worried about this ordeal, and you're worried about this drama, and you're worried about this consequence, and you're worried about this situation, and you're worried about your family, you're worried about your friends, you're worried about your co-workers, you're worried about your boss, you're worried about this pointed a politician, and so on and so forth. You're letting it touch you all over. You have become hypnotized by it. And that's the game. When does the game end? When you move up. When you surrender. For as long as it touches you, it will continue to touch you. Lifetime after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Until you decide to be here and now. Present. In your power. Realizing you're an infinite being. Oh no, Dronus, there has to be some other way. There isn't. You're looking outside for answers when there's nothing there. It's just your reflection. It's just your picture that you're seeing. You cannot expect the outside to enlighten you. That comes from within. That's an inside job, as you say. That's the nature of this game. It's a separate self-experience game that you have volunteered yourself to play. Nobody can force you because there is nobody else. It's just you. You came here. You wanted to play this because you want to go higher up. And you are going to go higher up. It's inevitable. All of you are going to go higher up again. It will come at the appropriate timing. And that appropriate timing is when you realize, oh my goodness, I get what Adronis is saying now, and it's about being present. It's about making peace. It's about contentment. It's about happiness. It's about love. And it's about remaining there. And everything just unfolds. And everything is truly beautiful because I no longer see a separate self world anymore. I am in union with it all. Congratulations, you beat the game. Now you can make your way up. That's how it's done. Going into the second question, the idea that is there a God of the underworld and is it a real God? We've already told you, yes. Again, you have to look at the nature of these gods as archetypes, as representing certain arrays of thoughts and that through your own vibration of how you align determines your own alignment to those thought matrices. These logoses that represent the nature of certain thought complexes. These th certain thought complexes represent the celestial natures of everything that in that sense is the spirit of that. But when you look at the nature of the spirit of an underworld God, it's still God. You have to understand that there is only one living being in all that is, and that is God which means God of the angels, God is the devil. God is the saint, God is the sinner. It's all one. It is the dream of God to which this universe permits all potentialities of being to become so. That's the nature of this. 
It is a dreamscape that enables all potentialities of what you can be to be so. That can represent the highest light and that can rep represent the deepest darkness. And they all have logos to them. And the logos represents that essence pertaining to that facet, to those particular forms of octaves that again associate themselves together with certain thought matrices, with thought complexes. So when you feel like you want to be vengeful on another person, well then therefore you're connecting to those underworld tendencies because they do have that. Everything is spirit. There is nothing that not, it is not. Even when you look at artificial intelligence, it still holds spirit because it is the creators behind it that represents its innovation. There is nothing in all of the universe that is without spirit. It's not possible. Therefore, the idea of an underworld God, as you term it, look back into your ancient history. Many of your ancient civilizations talk about underworld gods or devils or demons and all of that. Yes, very real. Because the logos is there that represents those thought complexes that you align to at certain points. Because you're angry with somebody, because you feel you've been cheated and you want revenge, because you want to get back at somebody else, because you want to hold a grudge, because you're tempted, because you're lustful, you're connecting to all of those logos. All of the thought complexes that are associated together with those forms of logos, you are connecting with. Perhaps only for a short time, but nonetheless you are. Everything that you know to exist does. Because that's the nature of the universe where all potentiality is possible when you align to it. Please remember this, all right? We thank you all for your questions. Through this interaction today, I am Adronis of Sirius, and we will speak to you again in another perspective of the now. Goodbye. Okay, great. Thank you guys for all of your questions. We're gonna go ahead now and move into healing, okay? So again, if you guys do have distance healing requests, you can feel free to put that into the chat. And uh, then again, afterwards, we'll do a short group healing and we'll wrap up the broadcast for today. All right. All right. So uh, let me just go back up the chat because I think I had a couple of requests here for healing. It's going to kind of grow down the list. Again, if you want to make it priority, you can leave a donation. When you leave a donation, guys, please remember to type in your post. Type in your post with your donation. It just helps me a lot. That way I'm not looking for your comment that wasn't in your donation throughout the chat and that can take some time. Okay, so this one here is from Faye Robbins. Faye says, uh, I would like some healing on my stomach of colitis with IBS. Thank you, please. Okay, so Faye, what I want you to do is I want you to join me first and foremost, <clears throat> just placing your hands upon the center of your chest and we're gonna take three deep breaths together. Okay, so inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale, and one more time, inhale, exhale. And placing your hands in prayer posture, opening up your heart, feeling all that beautiful heart light of spirit flowing directly in between your palms, 
slowly expanding out your hands as you breathe in and breathe out expanding the light letting it permeate the entire vast cosmos And then slowly bring it back in. As you slowly bring it back in, you're just saying to yourself, I completely believe that the healing that I shall receive will heal me. Okay, so Faye, we will go ahead and we'll begin now. And we will work on the uh, stomach, uh, colitis, IBS areas of your body. Okay, here we go. Now, Faye, just bringing your hands back out again, bringing the light slowly back into yourself, saying to yourself, I completely believe that the healing that I shall receive will heal me. And saying once again, also, saying the following, God is making me better. God is making me better. God is making me better. Bringing all that light back into the heart space, letting the heart seal itself back up, feeling yourself completely replenished then that light coming back into your body okay so Faye, a lot of this has come from uh, family matters I feel I feel like these are things it's almost like pins and needles so I'm tuning into your stomach it was like pins and needles there so I'm looking into your stomach it's been a hard time with digestion of things I think there's also been some improper eating that has damaged all the lining of your intestines as well too okay a lot of the inflammation and the IBS that you're going through as well too has basically caused by, uh, there's certain forms of food rot in the digestive system as well too. So it's good to flush all of this stuff out of your system as well too, okay? You may want to look into like simple colon cleansing supplements, right? You may want to look into enemas that can also help you out. Uh, putting a little bit more alkaline in your body, drinking some uh, warm or hot lemon water. That can also be of great assistance to you, okay? But basically the very simple thing is just placing your hand on the heart and just knowing that your body is going to completely recover. Right? I've also done a, a simple exercise called the uh, white light energy ball practice, okay? where you're just taking everything that represents your love and your compassion, 
and feeling as if your body is completely 100% totally healthy, right? And we're just putting that energy ball right into the solar plexus with OM chants, right? So we're just chanting OM, 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 putting that into the solar plexus and just watching that energy ball uh, completely integrate into your bodily system and watching all of these things disappear through the goodness and love of yourself. And again, spirit is behind that. And through a very short amount of time, you see yourself recover. If you also have the etherics products, it'd be good to use those as well too, because that too can help you, okay? But it feels like it's a lot of physical and emotional debris taking a lot of it out. And again, for spirit to forgive it for you. And when that complete forgiveness has happened, you will notice that this will bring about a full recovery, okay? Thank you very much, Faye. Blessings to you. Okay. Let's go down the list a bit more. I think we're going to take two more requests, then we're going to do a uh, group healing. Okay. Okay, this one here is from Clarice. Clarice says, yes, please heal my stomach and digestive issues. And another person <laughs> who has stomach and digestive issues too. And how it affects my ability to activate my life force energy. Okay, guys, a lot of this is because of toxins, right? A lot of this is because of GMO. A lot of it is also emotional strain, right? When we're very stressed out, it's like our stomach is getting twisted into knots, okay? And that takes a big toll, right? We're also just polluting ourselves with not so good eating, right? That affects the glands of the stomach, that affects the quality of the stomach acid that's in your stomach, okay? And that too also takes a toll on digestion. I know that firsthand as well too, okay? Even going back into many years, especially if we eat bad food, even back as a teenager, we eat really crappy food and we don't do anything to clear it out, that food stays in you. That stays in your digestive tract pretty much for the rest of your life because that's sort of showing the kind of garbage it is, right? So we want to be conscientious of cleaning out the body, of really cleaning out the digestion. Like I said, whether it's colon cleansing, whether it's, uh, yes, healthy eating is a part of it, but also uh, energetic maintenance, okay? awarding yourself, awarding your body, showing your body how much you love and appreciate it, okay? Not as an attachment, but as something that you give honor and respect to, right? You're keeping it in good shape, even though we know it's something that's impermanent, we're still honoring the body, okay? As it is indeed a divine creation. So, Clarice, I will go ahead and do some work on your stomach and digestive system, okay? That includes the small, large intestines and the colon as well. But I also want you just to remember a lot of what I've shared today, and it's really work on doing a good cleanup in our body, okay? Sometimes just eating one meal a day and then fasting a little bit and then doing another one, one meal a day, that can do significant differences and benefits for your body in the long run, all right? So Clarice, let's go ahead now, come together, bringing your hands up on the center of your chest, taking a deep breath in, deep breath out. Second time, inhale. And one more time, inhale. Okay, placing your hands in prayer posture. Opening up the heart, feeling the heart light coming in between your palms. Expanding the heart light out. Okay, letting it permeate the entire vast cosmos. Bringing that light back into yourself as you slowly bring it back in. You're saying to yourself, I completely believe that the healing that I shall receive 
will heal me. All right, so we'll go ahead, Clarice, and we'll begin. Clarice, reaching your hands up, bringing that light slowly back into yourself, saying to yourself, God is making me better. God is making me better. God is making me better. Bringing the hands back into the heart, bringing the light back into the heart, letting the light seal itself back up into the heart. And one last deep breath in, deep breath out. So that again is what I would suggest, Clarice, is again, take good care of your diet, right? So you guys may also wanna look into ozone therapy as well too, okay? If you guys have ozone clinics around you, you may wanna check them out, even if you want to create your own ozone, okay? That can be a great benefit. That's a wonderful physical product that will help to clean out a lot of the body, not to mention all the etherics products that I have from the Taurus bed to the Prana bed to the healing code cards, the etherics card decks, the ether mat, the clothing, okay? All of that helps you out as well too, right? Especially when you're taking some time in concentration mode with the beds and the mat. That really helps you out. But also just talking to the clothing, right? It's living clothing that you're wearing. It's living accessories that you have. It's a living bed that you have. Talk to it, right? And just tell that, clear out my digestive system, clear out my stomach, right? I've had people who have uh, given me testimonials with very miraculous transformations taking place by using the etherics technology, right? All of you guys should have the Taurus bed or the Prana bed or both or any particular form of etherics technology in the house. That's gonna help you. They're training wheels. They're training wheels to help you summon your inner power and through outward material problems, clearing them all out completely, okay? If you don't have etherics yet, you should. It's very, very good, very beneficial, okay? Thank you, Clarice, for your uh, request. We're gonna take one more. And I think that'll be from Liliana. Liliana here also has a request for healing and digestive. We have a major digestive system day, guys. This is like three in a row. It's quite, quite incredible. 
All right, well, you guys are synchronistically lined up today, so that is, of course, uh, not a mistake whatsoever. So Liliana, I'd like you to join me now. Okay, placing your hands upon the center of your chest. Anybody else who has any digestive issues right now that's watching this, do this with me, okay? So it's not just for Liliana, everybody else who's having stomach and digestive problems, because this is so common nowadays. I mean, I've got hit with it myself as well too, right? We're just being fed poison. Okay, it's poisonous foods, it's GMOs, it's gluten, it's all this garbage food that we're putting into ourselves. And like I said, even if we do that when we're younger and we don't clean ourselves out, it stays with us. Okay, and it's, it's toxic heavy metals, it's all kinds of toxins and rubbish It's contained inside our bodies. Okay, so Liliana, you can do this with me. Everybody else who has digestive issues, stomach problems, do this with me right now. So placing your hands upon the center of your chest, deep breath in, deep breath out, second time, inhale, last time, inhale, placing your hands in prayer posture, opening up your hearts, feeling the spirit light of the heart coming out, putting it in between your palms. Expanding your hearts out, expanding your hands out now, I should say. Expanding your heart, your hands out. Okay, breathing in, breathing out. Letting that light permeate the vast cosmos. Slowly bring it back into yourself now. Saying to yourself, I completely believe that the healing that I shall receive will heal me. Okay, so we're working on the stomach and the digestive system all together. So we'll go ahead now and begin for all of those <coughs> who are doing this with me now. Here we go. Okay, everybody, just bring your hands back together now. And slowly 
bringing the light back towards your heart as you're doing this. You're just saying to yourselves, God is making me better. God is making me better. God is making me better. Bring all that light back into your heart, sealing it back up. Okay. So again, guys, I'd like you to go onto my YouTube channel and I'd like you to check out the video, uh, the white light energy ball technique. Okay, just type that in. You can just go onto YouTube search bar, type that in, Brad Johnson, white light energy ball technique. Okay, that video will come up. I'd like all of you to do it. Okay, and just start working with that simple technique. It's, it's the simplest exercise you can really do. Putting that into your solar plexus, ohm chanting it in and just feeling everything uh, come back into natural order. So if I was to basically snap my fingers and say, okay, everything that troubled you is now gone. How would that make you feel? Well, it's that feeling that you're putting into the energy ball, okay? And putting it into your chest, into your solar plexus, and just letting the ohm chance uh, solidify that energy that comes into your body, bringing it back into natural order, okay? I'd also like you guys to start doing the Shao Gong practice. Okay, I'm going to demonstrate it here in just a minute for you guys. Very highly advised. Okay, doing Shao Gong. Again, that's really good for clearing everything physically, mentally, and emotionally. Ancient Qigong technique. Right. So, let me stand up and I will demonstrate that for you guys in case you're seeing it for the first time. I'm pretty sure quite a few of you have already seen it, but that's okay. Okay. So, now let me just move my camera a little bit more. I think it's a bit better. Okay, that's better. So, with Shao Gong, it's very simple. I'm just going to demonstrate it twice, and then we're going to do it three times. So, this will be with our group healing today. Okay? So, I want you now just to scan your body. Just like a green beam is just coming down. And I want you just to be aware of any discrepancies in the body, any pockets where you're feeling any debris physically, mentally, emotionally, okay? It's like little pockets, little areas of your body that has that, okay? And it's just scanning, going all the way down to the bottom of your feet, okay? And I want you to just be aware of where those pockets are, okay? It can be anything on the physical, mental, or emotional level. When we do Shaogong, I'm just gonna demonstrate this first, okay? Two times. Just bring your hands up as we inhale. Slowly exhale, and we're just collecting everything as our hands go down. And we're just stopping at the navel for three seconds. One, two, three. Release. Okay, we're going to do it a second time. Inhale. Exhale. Collecting everything into our palms as we go down. Stopping at the navel. One, two, three. Release. Okay, so Shaogong means collecting work. Okay, so we're basically collecting everything. It's like a farmer at the end of the day, they're collecting their harvest, they're collecting their crop, they're going back home to rest. Okay, so we're collecting all the debris here and we're bringing it home. Home is the lower Don Tim. This is at the navel. Okay, this is like the processor brain, the processor elixir field. It's taking everything in and it's digesting it and it's purging it appropriately out through the body. Okay. So again, this has been part of the Qigong uh, field for thousands and thousands of years. Okay. So what I want you guys to do is I want you to do that with me a total of three times. Okay. So inhale. Slowly exhale, collecting everything from your body, putting it into the palms. 
and bring it down to the navel. One, two, three, release, second time, second sweep. Once again, collecting everything into the palms, surrendering, releasing, releasing, releasing as we go to the navel. Release, one more time. Inhale, exhale slowly, collecting everything in the palms, surrendering it, releasing it, releasing it, releasing it, releasing it into the Dantian. And release, okay? Just shake yourselves up. Maybe give yourself a little bit of a twist. Good, very good, okay? So that is Shaogong. Again, you learn that when you do Qigong. I've been doing Qigong now for about six years. So it's a very, very helpful practice. It's very simple, right? But we do that practice every single time before Qigong and after Qigong, right? That again is you collecting your work, taking care of all debris, putting it into the lower Dantian, okay? You keep doing that every single day. It's gonna be great. I have another announcement that I'm going to be sharing with everybody. I'm going to be creating a brand new membership website. Okay, This membership website is going to be debuting in early July. And it's going to be called the Etherics Academy. Okay, I'm going to be using a platform called Kajabi. And I'm going to be creating some online courses. And I'm also going to be having a members area as well too. Where you guys are going to be learning pretty much everything I was doing last year with New Earth students. Right? Where I said I was going to be taking on a certain amount of students and teaching them a lot of the advanced practices with kundalini, with working with their chakras, with uh, advanced spiritual healing, and of course uh, with uh, inner release coaching as well too. So that is coming back now, but it's going to be coming together in a membership platform. So I'm going to have much more information with that as we get closer to the times of July. I'm currently uh, training many of my students from last year who are going to be coaches in this membership platform as well too. So more information is going to be coming with the Etherics Academy. By the end of graduation, you guys will be able to create uh, codes uh, upon objects very similar to like how I do. Okay? Uh, you're also going to have your Kundalini awakened. You're going to be a lot more aware of your chakras. You're going to be aware of a lot more of your energy systems. You're going to be in heightened states of awareness with your psychic senses, with your intuition. Right? Everything that represents... Uh, the building of your own expansed, uh, expansed ESP, moving all the way up into moving into uh, harmony, into inner releasing, moving yourself into being present in the moment, abiding in happiness, remaining in the abode. These are things that many of you will be able to accomplish. Okay? There's no limit to the amount of students that will come to this platform. Everybody's welcome. Okay? So there will be some monthly fees, of course. But it's not just going to be me that's teaching the class. It's going to be a lot of my students who are now turning into coaches. So they're also going to be available for you guys as well, too, to helping you through a lot of the deep learning that we're going to be doing here in the Etherics Academy. And I'm calling it the Etherics Academy because everything that I've created through Etherics has come through a very advanced level. And I want to get you guys into that level of advanced mastery as well, too. So that is coming in July. So look forward to more updates with the Etherics Academy coming soon. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining me today. And again, I'll be back uh, next Tuesday for another uh, broadcast of New Earth TV Live with another topic with Adronis as well, too. I'm going to see if I can do some more um, uh, uh, Adronis webcasts as well, too. This Sunday, I have another Adronis event, right? Transmissions from Adronis will be coming up this Sunday as well, too. So I'll be uh, leaving a post on YouTube. I'll be leaving a post on Facebook and on Telegram as well, too. 
about the next Adronis uh, transmissions from Adronis Q&A event. So that's going to be a lot of fun too. Thank you guys. Thanks for joining me today. And I'll talk to you again in another perspective. But now, Om Shanti 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 Namaskar. And may it be well with all of you. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to New Earth Teachings on YouTube. Don't forget to check out our websites, newearthteachings.com, where you can do private sessions with me, and also etherics.co. And through etherics, you'll be able to pick up your Healing Code Cards body deck, your mind deck, and your energy deck through etherics. You will also be able to pick up the Etherbed kit. That is also on etherics as well. Not to mention that you'll also be able to pick up some apparel and accessories that is also available on Etherics. Thank you so much for tuning into this video, and I look forward to speaking to you in the next one. Om Shanti 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 Namaskar, and may it be well with you.